0: It's always, it's always geschmack when you're bothered by something like significantly and you don't find your kasha somewhere, so it makes you wonder things like, am I thinking right? Am I missing the boat? And when you find your kasha somewhere, it's very validating. A lot of times when you're learning, the reason you're looking up your kasha you, know, you feel and you know your kasha shver, you almost feel if nobody asks it, maybe there's information you're assuming that you're wrong. And I've asked the kasha that I've been bothered by for years, but I like, I held on to it. I've asked it before, but this year it's like exploded out. The days we're in are confusing to me. and this, It's not just a side kasha, because I care a lot what the days are being said to us. And these are wonderful days of anticipation, Kabbalah satayra. The Ramban calls it Chalamayid. And the middle of Chalamayid, we're well, like morning. And it's this week's parasha. This week's parsha is Emor, which is the mitzvah da of Svirasa Omer, of counting the omer. The Ramban calls these days Chalamayid, that we're like linking Pesach to Shvois. He calls it Chalamayid, these interim days. Clearly, you may Simcha, and yet, yes, during Simcha. these, yeah, the Yemei Simcha, the happy days, he calls a Cholomayid, exciting days. And yet, during these Yemei Simcha, we have, we're not listening to music, wrong beards. So I was very, very excited. Literally, in the middle of the night, it's like a siat to the Literally, a siat to the In the middle of the night, somebody showed me a shear from Reb Raidowitz. Reb which is one of the Rosh Hashivas of our Sameach. And somebody told me he addresses this concern. I was very excited that he was bothered by this kasha. And clearly he was like bothered by this kasha. And he addressed this kasha. He gave a beautiful share. Whoever knows Reb it knows he's a serious Talmud Chacham. I've heard other shiurim of his and appreciate him a lot. very intelligent, thought-out person who's a Talmud Chacham Mufligan. Enormous Talmud Chacham, very. He's the type you could ask him anything from philosophy, Tahlacha, Tashkafa, to Musir, to Machshava, to Lumbdas. To, 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 he's a Yid. He's a Yid who has. He has a lot. He carries a lot. And this Reb Brider asked the Kesha. Reb Brider Kipshutai. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <Are you> talking <laughs> no, to me? I didn't talk to me. Reb Brider. Reb Brider the Kasher. And Reb Breidt gave a sheer he, he, he said he was talking about first the this period. He grabbed that sack that I was mechavin to because Reb Moshe says guys have asked me if if somebody goes to a chasna if you're invited to a wedding in your days that you're keeping sfeir Saimer. I had the Shua Roth Unzur Shua made a chasna his sister got married. And, and his sister got married during these days and I was keeping Sfirah. And Reb Maysha says you're allowed to go to the wedding. Reb Maysha says you're allowed to go. Reb Maysha, fascinatingly is midayek that it doesn't say you can't go to weddings. Look up the halacha chevra. It says you can't make a wedding during Sfirah. No! I didn't make a wedding. I wasn't getting married. He made a wedding. So, Ramiya says you're allowed to go, and you're allowed to listen to music. Because once you go, you have a mitzvah d'arais to be the chasen. So you can go. People. My wife was asking, do we have to switch our days? No, no, no you don't have to switch your menhagim it's not so pushy to switch your menhagim you're invited to the wedding you go to the wedding you bring semcha to the you can't make a wedding that his minig, he was allowed to, their minig, they kept the second days he was allowed to make a wedding Reb was miday you can't make a wedding you're allowed to go to a wedding so if somebody makes a chasna on days that you're, that's all different menhagim, he goes through the five different menhagim Reb but if you're invited, Reb Meisha Paskins, you'll let it go, you could listen to music. It's very different, don't get confused with Avelos. Somebody's in Avelos Le'elenu for a parent, so there it says you can't go to a wedding. There is very strict. People, if they ever have a case, they work at the chasna, there it says not to go to a wedding. On Yemei Sphira, it says not to make a wedding. It never says not to go. Ramesha says you're allowed to go to the wedding. What were you asking? I don't think you have to feel badly because he didn't do an isra. I didn't do an isra. I don't think it's inconsiderate. I actually think you should go. I can't call but the You have a mitzvah da of m'samech, and One should go. I'm not saying everybody's asking him to Ramesha. Ramesha in America is the paisik in, in the world. Ramesha. So it's, it's like Rebbe pointing out, it's the Avelis that we observe it's an Yeah that's the, that's the place Yeah that's yes. yes 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 Yes. Yeah. It would serious. be In measuring Eta Rebezi Saying in measuring The sugi Your friend invites you To a wedding Is a big thing It's the races Are tied there Of chesed And, and here Reb Shazmatya, There's no isser In going to a wedding So once you go To the wedding I even would say To a bacher, I don't say To shave Make yourself Look presentable If you have to trim A little bit don 't go to the chasna looking raggedy, because that will ruin his simcha, so go i don 't say to shave don 't shave, but you go in a way that makes it comfortable for your friend if his friends come, they look like Pasha. Now we're all go to <laughs> so go to the wedding Basimcha and and you know make yourself presentable don 't I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have beards flying. If you have to trim a little bit, I'd make yourself for the wedding I'd make yourself presentable. I don't think a chassin wants all his friends coming looking like they're in the middle of the morning He may shiver. It's not again, I don't say to shave. So many thrills holy. I would say don't mar the simchat. It would depend. Literally it would depend. If it's early in sphere, it's fine. It would depend when so you what you talk Okay. I would say don't go don't mar the simchas If you feel your mammish you look ridiculous, that's not appropriate for a Huh? But you don't want to make his simcha messed up. So you'd have to weigh it. You have to weigh it. Certainly it shouldn't mar his simcha. Now Lemaise, he asked the question Sometimes if guy's friends a guy's making a khasna pictures. The guy's making a chasna he wants his friends. Yeah. I think some guys are very sensitive yeah, to that, sensitive, yeah. Right. I think some guys would be sensitive, all his friends. Could the guys hear that? Hassan would be a little sensitive, all his friends. Yeah, Look, it's like you really yeah. Like, yeah. You doing? Remember, he's not doing something wrong. He's do, he has a different minog. He keeps the second, say the first. Lemaisa. Lemaisa, I was excited. He says, and he, he speaks it out, that the tafket is not mourning it's not about being in a sad state. It's not like the three weeks that we're supposed to think about lack. He said, the thoughts of the day are how serious. Recha oh. That's what Reb Raidowitz said. Rebbe said that. that's what he said. Oh, I was very happy. I was happy that he like grappled on this, this wonderful sandik. He said, the thoughts of the day are about being good to somebody else. That's what he said. I want to share. I want to share with the chevra because I listened, I, once I listened and he was bothered by the Kasha, I felt very validated. I was very encouraged. I want to share with you a little bit what he said. A little bit, I want to share with you what he said. And he said, he said, very fascinating. He said, Rebbe Kiva taught that Ahavta Reacha last week's Parashas Kedoshim, and Rebbe Kiva said, Zeh Klal Gadol Bat this is a great rule in the Torah. And he said a few fascinating things about it. We know Rabbi Kiva's Talmidim were punished that they didn't have respect for each other. He quoted a gra that I want to see inside. I did not look it up yet. But Rebbe quoted a gra. Rabbi Kiva taught his Talmidim, in his yeshiva he taught, that we have to Love your friend like you love yourself. Zekhal gadol Batira is the great rule of the Torah. It's the klal gadol in the Torah is the great rule in the Torah. And he said from a grah, he quoted a fascinating grah. He said there are two types of love. He says there's infatuation that comes from bad places is one type of love, and another. He quoted a grah that there's another type of pure love that comes from respect that I really like, I really respect you. And when you see something godly in another person, he said that creates love. It could be a physical attribute, but like you respect. And he says that you're seeing something godly. There's something very impressive about another person. And he said that's the love that we speak about. The grass says that loving another person if it doesn't come from infatuation, from taiva, the other source that love comes is I'm really, really impressed with you. I'm taken by you. It's interesting. In marriage, it's brought, the Rambam brings it La that a husband has to be mechabed his wife. And a wife has to be mechabed his husband, her husband. And he brought a grud that true love comes from covet, from appreciating somebody. And he said that in Rabbi wow. Kiva's yeshiva, that he taught the klal gadol b'teira. After the re'acha is klal gadol b'teira. They were mund for some lack of covet alz the grah. His yeshiva he taught the ikur principle as the Taira. Wow. is to love another person, which means to respect another person. The gra. So in his yeshiva, there was a tremendous madriga expected of covered one for another. He said something very fascinating from the Ksava Kabbalah that I want to share with the Khevra. These we have And the Ksava Kabbalah says as follows, Shui. We have a lot of different names for friends. And it says the Tayh says, Reyacha It calls your friend a Reya. Now why doesn't it call your friend a khaver? Vihaftul khaver kha kamecha calls it a Reya. So we have discussed this question in yeshiva. We have discussed the word reya is very fascinating, but I want to share what he said from the Ksavah Kabbalah. He said that a chavir is a connection, chibir is a connection, is two people who are very, very similar. That's a chavir. Two similar people are a chavir. And he said that there, it's relatively easy to appreciate a chavir because you stand for the same things. You have a deep and profound connection. He said the word reya, a reya is a broken off piece. A trua is a broken sound. And a reya is a broken piece. He said from the Ksavah Kabbalah, fascinating, that a reya is the pshat, that somebody's very, very different. He's separate than you, not a chavir. Somebody who's a reya Fakert, he's very, very separate from you. He said it's even the same, similar letters, reya and Ra. Compared to you, he's bad, disintegrated, different than you, moving a different way. And he said, V'haftal Re'ah Chakamaycha means somebody who's different than you to appreciate. He said that a husband and wife are called and mahuvim because they are very, very different, man and ladies. And the Haftarach Kameicha is to find the respect to somebody who sees things different than you, who really, and serious differences, and to really have a respect for somebody who sees things different, who has a very different worldview, that's the A reya, somebody who sees the world different than you, to appreciate, to accept, to be mechabit, somebody who sees the world different than you, that's the chi of turecha To love a reya, he said over from chsam Seifer, and I'm just sharing his whole share. Once I was excited, and I'll, this is the last thing I'll share, from Reb Reidowitz. he said over chsam Seifer, listen to this, Rabbi v'tot taught ze klal gadol Batira. Simply that means it's the great rule of the Torah. The Khsam says gadol This is a Klal gadol that brings somebody into Torah. Says the Samsefer, was a bak am'aratz. He couldn't access his own taira. He was an amaritz For whatever reason, he couldn't access his own taira. If you ever met, I have met guys in Yeshiva, I've met with a guy. And I promise I can't describe this feeling. I meet a guy, I'm like Mendy could relate to this. I'm like, are you kidding me? You meet the guy, there's a certain sophistication. There's a certain, there's just a lot. The guy has a lot. He's sophisticated. He's honest. He has like powerful things and he can access what he is and what he has. That's extremely frustrating to be very big and not be able to access. Reb Raidu had said that Rabbi Kiva said on himself, that when he was younger, if he saw Talmud Chacham, he would bite the Talmud Chacham. But he said, not I would bite him like a dog, I'd bite him like a donkey. A donkey, when he bites another animal, breaks bones. And Rabbi Kiva said, when I saw Talmud Chacham, I would bite the Talmud Chacham like a donkey. Reb said that his own, his li- linear, this is from Reb that he had a sense of frustration. He, there was something in him he couldn't access and when he would see a Talmud Chacham, oh, it would like angry, He'd become like a donkey. He'd want to break the Talmud Chacham's bones. And Rabbi Kiva couldn't access his own greatness. What changed Rabbi Kiva's life? So we all know that he was working for Kalba Savuah. Kalba Savuah, mm-hmm. we discussed, means a satiated dog. Dogs normally eat and eat and eat. You can't satisfy a dog. Kalba Savua was so generous, was so such a balchesed. He was called the satiated dog. He would give so much food in his house, even a dog was never satisfied. You give a dog, it eats more and more and more. He would get a dog satisfied. That was what a generous person. And Rabbi Kiva worked for Kalba Savua. And, Rabbi Ki- and Kalba Savuah's daughter saw on this Rabbi who remember who hated Talmud HaChemim, said he would bite at Talmud Chacham like a donkey if he saw one. And she saw on him that he's a Tzanuah, that he had sneus Umali, and he had very good Midas. He saw he was a very big Balmidas. And she married him on condition he goes to learn. And Zay, the respect and the greatness she saw on him unleashed him. Later on, twenty four years later, when he came back with twenty four thousand talmidim, and she came forward. Remember, she was living very poor, and the talmidim started pushing her away. This lady is like pushing towards the great Rabbi Kiva, and the talmidim started like boxing her out, keeping her away. And she said, and Rebbe Kiva said, "Leave her." He said the most from the most iconic words in, in Jewish history. He said, Shelly, everything I have." and everything you have Shalah is hers it all belongs to her and she got it she unleashed the great Rabbi Kiva because she saw his greatness and greatness that he couldn't unleash through her seeing it unleashed it in him Says the Chasam Soifer, that's what he said, kamoicha, which was saying from the Grah, to love somebody, is to see their respect, is is a great rule to allow somebody into Torah. It allows somebody to learn Torah, to succeed in Torah. <laughs> if, yeah. if somebody sees your Milus and sees your greatness, it opens you up in Torah. It's a klal gadol in a person's journey of Torah, when somebody sees what we have. Often on a bacher, there are guys, you see it, you're like, ah, it's like frustrating. You want him to see what you see. You're literally sitting there. You can't believe what you saw. And if he somehow consents and appreciate what you see, and he sees what you see, it would change his life. That's what Bikiva said. After <laughs> is a great rule that accesses Torah for somebody. It unleashes great a person towards Torah. So I want to say to us all: In these days, we're looking at, we're looking at beards and seeing people. We're not listening to music. I don't think the overall push is towards sadness, though we did lose a yeshiva, which is very sad. But I think the real push is towards Midas To remember, to teach, to reinforce, the covet of somebody else. To remind each beard that you see, no music, is we're being pushed towards, through these holy souls, the Talmudian Rebbe Kiva, who, by the way, were outstanding. They had a dak a dak of flaw and we rectify that we rectify that floor of these twenty-four thousand Talmudim. But of course, and of course, through them were Mechazik Ratriakamai to love other people. i there are guys from the team here. I want you to I want the whole yeshiva to hear to hear this. I'm, the opportunity that the team has over the weekend we're going to play schools that look very different than our school. And in serious ways, and their differences, in serious differences, I always love bridging gaps. I always like in Klal throw, we have to be unified, and it's easy. Like the Ksav Hakavol, it's easy to respect somebody who sees the world like you. But Re'yacha means a Re'ya, a different piece, a piece separate. They're not a But After the Re'yacha there's a much more profound love to somebody who's different. I always love these experiences. I it's never good to live vicariously and I certainly don't want to have my own successes but and my own battles, but I want to say to the team, I want to say to every guy on the team that it's a tremendous opportunity in a real way, in a deep and profound way to, to build bridges, connect the Jewish people, not to have superficial differences that separate us. We're one people, we're one group, a tremendous opportunity to bridge Klal Yisrael. It's pretty cool that, we're, that our team is going now, Punk tonight. We have a tournament with other schools from different backgrounds, from different places, and we could actually bring it. Of course, it's fun to compete, geschmack a ball game, that's, that's all cute stuff. But what's much more powerful and important is to bring our people together. And to me, if we have the opportunity to go there and bring out unity, to not just be close ourselves. Where we are, people should feel connected and part of things and all unified. We're one people. We're one people. Specifically, specifically these days leading up to Kabbalah Satayra, it is Kabbalah Satayra is Hashra Sashchino. Is Hashem learning Torah is having Hashem in our midst. And a Tanaifa for Kabbalah Satayra is the unity of Klal Yisrael. The unity, sheves acham gam yachad, the unity of Klal Yisrael, by and melech. When does Hashem dwell in our midst? Besa rashayam. When the heads of the nations all gather, yachad shifte Yisrael, all the shvatim together. So I want to encourage the guys who are going to this tournament, I so badly want it to be a source of tremendous unity. A source of people are pulled together, it makes me, very frustrated when sports is used to create division. I think that's so abusive and abuse and a misuse of something nice. You play another team, you complete the schmack, but we had so much fun playing, competing together. Of course, we are trying to win, but the sum total afters were much closer. Because afterwards, we just played in the sun, an intense volleyball tournament. After the game, you're much closer to the other team. We had a great time together. And to use the, to use the experience to, to build bridges, to pull people closer, is something that I want the team to remember. I want us all to remember. After the Rechach HaKamaycha, the Psharadik Savik Kabbalah, <laughs> somebody who's different than you, goes to a different yeshiva, even has a different system, a different way of thinking. Build bridges, build bridges, connect and unify, pull in not cause separation. Everything you're seeing now with beards, of no chasnas, of, is all just a reminder, pounding unity, unity, togetherness. That's what it's trying to bring us towards, and that's what I wanted to share from Reb Reibowitz. Rebezi and I, what? We're playing half third tonight. It's eight different schools. Are they late? No, Revezi and I, it's funny to go from unity to speak about a fight. Revezi and I have been fighting now. We're going to quickly swift gear, switch gears from unity to a fight. Now Revezi and I have a fight on Parshus Emmer now for how many years, Revezi? A lot. Many, 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 many years at Parshish Emmer. <laughs> and... It's, 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 that's one fight of Parshas Emmer. It's funny, in the Parsha of Sefiras HaOimer, which is a sogi of Unity, two big fights come up. Rav Ezi and I have fought about something for years. What time is it, Ravjani? Five, 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 five. If I say that fight, I'll be in a fight with you all because you'll miss your buses. So that fight, I'm going to wait for this coming week. There is HaShem, it needs patience. Shui, I want to share. We've fought about something now for about 10 years running. And it's a fascinating fight. You'll appreciate it, Mo. But that Yehuda, I'm going to share this coming week. I want to end with a different fight. At the end of Parshas the Emer, there's a different fight that I want to talk about for a few minutes. And I want to say a pshad about this fight. At the end of Parshas Emer, it speaks about a man, a Ben Isha Yisraelis, There was a man whose mother was a Jew. His father was a Mitzri. And he got into a fight. He he got into a fight. It had to do with where he's entitled to pitch his tent. And this man got into a fight. And he did something very, very usher. He cursed. He cursed towards Hashem. And they brought him to Moshe. And they put him in jail to ask Hashem what they should do with him. Now, there was a tremendous chiddush. People heard the man say something against Hashem. They heard him be Mikallel. And the Rabbi Nishalaylam said, besides Hashem telling them to punish that man, Hashem said, Some who call Hashem Everybody who heard him curse has to lean on him. Now, there's, a, there's something called smicha by a karban. When you bring a karban, an animal, semicha, you lean on the animal. The reason you lean on the animal, the, the depth of smicha, is to say, I want to give myself to Hashem, but the animal will go in my stead. That's smicha leaning on an animal. And the Pasuk says that all those who heard this Yid curse have to lean on him. Now what did they do wrong? Leaning on him means they really should have gotten the punishment. But instead, Hashem did it to the guy who cursed. What did the listeners of the curse? They didn't do anything. They just heard him curse. So why? Now, Moses says they didn't stop it. I don't know if they had the opportunity to stop it. Boom, he let out a curse. And they would Sadiq him. They went to Besdin, And what did they do wrong? And I want to sh- say to the Hevra, a guy in Yeshiva once told me, a guy in Yeshiva once commented on a different Bacher, he said, it's not fair. He said when I walk into a dorm room, I hear cursing and bad topics and all different bad things. And this other guy in Yeshiva, they don't curse in front of him, it's so much easier for him. And I asked this Bacher, why do you think it is that way? Why don't they curse in front of the other guy? And I want to say that when somebody lives with sincerity and truthfulness, other people take note and it causes other people to live with sincerity and truthfulness. And if people in front of you are not afraid to act low and to speak in a certain way, then you have to ask yourself what you're giving off. What vibes, what do people sense in you? I happen to appreciate you a lot. When a guy frums out, a guy stags a lot, the last two people that buy in are very, very close friend and family. An outsider, whoa, the shul members are all in. Whoa, Baruch has a hat. You saw his pants. Whoa, white shirt. Woo, yippee. That's the outsider. His sister and his best friend are cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah, calm down. I'm always fascinated that story that a sister says, no, 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 it's real. It takes a lot to prove it to a family member. When a guy's family says, no, 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 he means it. It means you've proved something. When a a close friend, when a close friend sees it, it's funny. Anybody here who has seen the movie Ushpizim, it's a movie I'm into. I like a lot. I'm not a movie guy. But the movie Ushpizim is very inspiring. And the movie Ushpizim is about this gangster who frums out. And his old friends, his fellow gangsters, don't buy Diddley squat. He has this big beard, he's all from, and they're like, yeah, 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 like, yo, yo, like, okay, like, like, (laughs) you're the same guy, Moshe. And it's so smart, because that's true. To our friends, it has to be that we, they they know, they read our kishkas. Our family and our closest friend read our kishkas, read our essence. And I want to say here that Hashem says if he cursed in front of you then to a degree there's something about you that was not inspiring that a yid cursed Hashem in front of you. A yid has to be so sincere and erluch and wonderful that his very existence, you don't curse in front of him. And I want to say in our own lives when we're living with sincerity it's a good litmus test for everybody to ask himself when he's living with a great sincerity, in an authentic way, at first his friends might, you know, they'll be very comfortable doing a lot of things in front of him. At a certain point of living with integrity, living with Yerashamayim, living with, in, in a sincere way, at a certain point, the friends look eye to eye like, he means it. And all of a sudden their behavior around them will will, will will portray they're around somebody. Be careful, don't curse in front of him. But even if i to prove to me that like, maybe. We find sometimes, we find Mendy says sometimes people will purposely curse, like to like <laughs> but I think over a certain amount of time, I think a lot of that is testing, like ah, we don't really believe it. I think at the point, I'm not going to say there's 100%. I'm not going to say there aren't other possibilities. But I think at the point that people see this is Erluch, I'm not going to make a 100% rule. Because sometimes people could have other reasons. I think there's a large truth to this. And perhaps this is why the shaman, those that heard him curse, have to lean their hands. There was something about them that wasn't sincere and authentic enough that stopped him. So a mayor says they should have stopped him, I don't know what Mo said, they should have stopped him. I don't know if they could have stopped him, but who they are should have swayed him. Who they are and what they're about should have been big enough. I think this part of what our impact that we don't say with words is a very important part of our impact in life. I dare say our deeper impact more than what we say is who we are. To our siblings, to our family members, to our children one day, who we are is a much bigger impact than the Musa we give. Our essence, who we are. And to make sure that we're living with a certain sincerity, uh, living with an accountability that the people around us sense this guy means it. He means it and they'll be more careful. So I wanted to share that part of this fight at the end of, the, the of Parshas Emmer. I wanted to tell the Olam that we're holding one week. Today is the 26th day of the Omer. 26 days of the Omer. And we're holding one week. A week from last night is Lag Ba Umer. We do have a lot of studying to learn about Reb Shir, Reb, the revolution that is Rabshir Yochai, the revolution that is Rabbi Kiva, that is the great Rabbi Kiva. Mm-hmm. Next week I want to talk more, the hour is late, I want to talk more about Rabbi Kiva, about what Rabbi Kiva stands for, what Rabshir Bar Yochai stands for and to really gear up for our own Aveida of Lag Boimer, a period, a fascinating period. So Be'ez HaShem, that's coming attractions. Everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. We will, for whoever can, to support a minion for Mincha, we will be having a minion for Mincha right now. So whoever could support it, have an excellent Shabbos.